Whoop, 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 whoop. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast. I'm your host, Daddy Doss. Today, I have two very special guests on. Noah Boat and Rhino from Love Live Serve. What's going on, guys? Hey, what's goody? What's happening? It's the boys. Um, How's it going? <laughs> I'm new to the nickname Daddy Doss. Um, Daddy Doss, yeah, that's a, actually... this is. You're a father, so it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. This is the first time I actually used that in the podcast. I was before I was saying I'm your host, Big Doss, and I'm like, I don't like that. The host, it sounds so official. So I figured we'd switch it up and go with Daddy Doss. Yeah, that's a lot more. It flows better because the two D's, Daddy Doss. I like that. It's yeah, to exactly. It. Hell yeah. So where are you guys at right now? Are you guys in L.A. or are you back home in Maryland? We're currently in L.A. at our apartment. We okay. made the very treacherous trip from Maryland to L.A when stuff was really getting like heated up. Yeah, the airports wow. on both sides, on the East Coast and West Coast were empty. And there was eight people on our flight coming back to LA. And I was like, mm, if this goes no down, way. here we go. <laughs> it's like you chartered a private jet. Yeah, except um, a lot less, what's the word? <laughs> Lu- um, luxury. Luxurious? Luxury and peace of mind and happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just scary, yeah. So how long have you guys been out in L.A.? You guys recently moved out there, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it's recently, but now it's like time's just going by, and it's kind of turning into longer. Um, we came out here last September, so is that six months? Okay. Six months. Um, and and we you guys recently, year, yeah. yeah, I was about to say, you guys recently graduated from, from college, so congratulations yes. on that. Thank you. Um, you guys went to, I believe it was Drexler University. <laughs> um, everyone's, Did I say that right? Um, no, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, How do you but say it? Nobody says it right. Um, it's just Drexel, D-R-E-X-E-L. Drexel. I said Drexler. Damn yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> everyone loves saying that. And I'm like, I wonder where they get the extra E-L-R, but, you know, we're chilling. Uh it just flows would, better, I guess. You know, we could look into changing the name if, if they're open to it. That And that's in Maryland, right? It's in Philly. Philly. See, I know my stuff, obviously. <laughs> um, and oh, last, last thing that I'm probably going to botch right now, it is a film school, if I'm not mistaken, or you guys are just in the film program? <laughs> no, it's... Am, it's I, am, I, am I striking out right now? It's known for engineering and nursing, oh. but um, we, we took well, the film program there, yeah. There goes all credibility that I ever had. <laughs> you know, we graduate. That's all that counts. It doesn't. You don't need that's to know right. logistics. So, so you guys, you guys were in the film program. Yeah, that was the long, okay. painful journey. Um, and why is that? Oh, let's see. How long is this podcast going to be? Um, <laughs> Time to tap into these <laughs> nightmares. I'll try to make it pretty simple. Oh, we were in school and we were having a good time but i think we didn't really gel with our classmates um because we're just a different Mm. i think breed of person we get along with people that look like us have similar interests and we were just put into a scenario of people who had absolutely nothing in common with us and it was harder for us because they we i felt like we were kind of outcasts and really so didn't, you would say you guys were disliked at the school for sure um uh, we had friends that really the other made like yeah the film program itself i feel like they were kind of against us after the youtube success kind of took off after freshman year uh, i feel like they we were really? included a little, we were included 
in the social groups the first year and then as they saw us doing our own thing they were like oh these guys just make videos for kids they're not funny they're cringy and they just kind of like excluded us from everything so yeah wow see the way that i thought it would be i would think that they would be like wow we're we're in a film program here these guys are having success on social media you know doing film stuff i i, I would think that they would appreciate that and think highly of you and that so that wasn't the case and you would think that even if the students didn't recognize it that maybe the faculty would take note of what was happening and while there were a handful of really awesome professors that helped us out helped us pass like all that good stuff i tried to do the graduation speech i tried to put my name in the hat for about two years i was trying to email and talk to the right people so i could do the commencement speech or whatever and they say they take one submission from each major from the school and the film mm -hmm. uh major all the teachers voted that i didn't even get a like i didn't even get an opportunity to be in the running because they didn't think i was a good enough candidate uh wow they wanted somebody who was more involved with the students and less real world stuff going on so you know yeah, because we weren't going to all the film sets all the time. We were so so doing all our time was you do doing the videos. So we weren't really yeah. around all the students outside of class. So that that's how they kind of pushed us away in a sense too. It's like oh, they don't even want to be involved with us. So. Wow, interesting. That's really interesting. So now you guys are out in LA having yes. huge success on YouTube. Congratulations, by the way. You guys recently hit six million subscribers. So Thank congrats you. on that. That is a huge number. I, I still have more subscribers than you, you know, and everything. But, you know, you're, you're getting close. You're going to pass me soon. Yeah, I, we know. But um, you, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you've been at it for a long time. And I think you were probably one of the OG people that we look up to when we were starting our channel. So. Wow. I appreciate that. That's awesome. What, what I didn't know until recently was so last time we saw each other in person, or I believe it was last time we saw each other, you showed me a photo and it was us like six years ago. I was like, what? I knew you yeah. then? Yeah, I was like, oh, we're like, oh my God, that's, that's Big Doss. And then Noah took a picture of me and I posted on my Instagram, like you were that, I idolized you like that where I was like, I gotta post it, it's Big Doss. And um, now um, I got. I'll make sure you never get on my Instagram. But back then, it was really. It meant a lot to me. That's awesome. Heck yeah. So, who were who were some of your other inspirations when you guys were starting off? I think just the one and only Ryan Higa back then. Like, cause when I was in middle school, Dude. I just consumed him. Timothy Delagato, Ray William Johnson. That was my rotation, man. Those guys were. Dude, awesome. all three of those guys are OGs. <sighs> And it's crazy to see what they were able to do and accomplish from just this YouTube platform. And we could have never predicted mm -hmm. that we could now get some of the similar opportunities at the position we're at. But yeah, those guys back then were like reasons of why I wanted to just make videos. So it's kind of like you just you see somebody do it and you're like, oh, I want to do it too because I like that person. Yeah, that that's so I'm true. I'm trying and to also, think. Uh, back, back when you guys were starting off, it was, you know... I'm, I'm putting my, myself in, in my shoes like seven years ago. For you guys, it was probably what you guys started like five years ago or so. <clears throat> yep. Um, 
I felt like at that time, I'm like, oh my God, it's almost impossible to try to get into this space right now. And mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like, oh my God, that was so much easier than it is now. Do you guys think oh, it's even harder now? Absolutely. I think the game is saturated and you have to do something so different and stand out, which is a difficult thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, I think it was, yeah, was kind of lucky for us because uh, when we started five years ago, I don't think we were thinking about competition or we wanted to be big. We were like, shoot, we're done with class. We got the rest of the day free. Let's just film some videos. And we just kept mm-hmm. posting and posting and built slow traction. And then we're like, oh, we see what's working. And that was just like, that just helped us keep pushing. Absolutely. So Rhino, where mm-hmm. does the name Rhino come from? I got to know. <laughs> that came just from I played soccer growing up and my coach called me Rhino like when I was super young. Why? Why did, why did he call you right now? I, something about being a total dominant animal beast or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I, I played like forward, so I got to score all the goals. So it just, it's, and it just sounds okay. cool. goes with Ryan. So I feel it. And no, Noah Boat, where's the boat come from? Yeah, <laughs> Noah Boat happened in... I mean... What? Sorry, oh, no. go ahead. No, yeah, it happened back in 10th grade in high school for me. Um, there was this girl, and she started calling me Noah She's like, yeah, you know your name's like a biblical name, right? Like Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, but you don't, you know, you're not like a prophet or anything, so you can have like a little boat. I think Noah Boat's cute. And so because the girl was cute and she called me Noah Boat, I was like, I'm Noah Boat all day. And then I just ran with it for the rest of my high school career. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm talk. taking it. Thanks. No, I don't talk to that girl. <laughs> she has a whole child now, so good for her. It'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> so good for her. Okay. And, and while we're on the subject of names, I'm dying to know, where does the name Love, Live, Serve come from? We, you guys used to be a part of a church group or what? <laughs> um, no, we did like the military back in the day. So just provide. No, no. Um, basically, Love, Live, Serve. It, it's crazy how we have to answer that question because I didn't think anybody would even know what that name meant or would even... That would be even be rolling off people's tongues. But in sixth grade, you know how it was back in the YouTube days. You had to put in a username instead of like an email now. So you had to sign up with a username. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a song at the time called Love Like Woe. And I that's like the song that I was listening to as I was signing up. And I just started typing. I was like, love, love, live, love, live, serve. And it wasn't taken. So there's absolutely no in-depth meaning or anything crazy attached to it. And I just stuck with that. And then as we got followers now, it's like, oh, shoot, I guess we have to give it meaning. I don't know. Okay. Wow. No, I like that. It works. It, it sounds like a professional brand. So how did you guys meet then from from the timeline of when you created the YouTube channel? When did you guys meet and start working on it together? So we met in middle school in sixth grade. Okay. And I think we became closer friends as the years went on. And then eighth grade is when we kind of got like little camcorders and started recording just fun little bit like videos that most people did when they had little laptops and camcorders. And mm-hmm. we both had channels. Noah had the Loveless Serve and I had a different channel. And then eventually I was like, all right, F this, like I'm done with my shit. And then we just both were posting on Noah's channel and that's when it was... I want to say like senior year, junior, senior year, we would be making videos, maybe post on his channel. And and that was it. And then we went to college together and then boom. Uh, yeah, we built up about like 1,000 subscribers in high school on my channel. So we're just like, this one has a little bit. Okay. People are watching on this. Let's just keep posting on here and just stuck with it. 
Okay, so in high school, you guys had about a thousand subs. Yeah, by the end of senior year, we posted a video called <laughs> okay. "Freshman versus Seniors," and it got like 10k views. And I remember walking to school the next day, like, "Bro, I'm viral. Like, ah. I'm the shit. I'm the shit." <laughs> people, people were like, "Hey, Ryan, I saw your video." Blah blah. I was like, "Yeah, I know you did." Like, <laughs> out. Like, That's so funny. I think that because I started made me really fall in love with the art of making videos and comedy stuff was because uh -huh. you see someone's reaction to it and it just boosts you it's like yeah. yeah they saw my thing they think i'm moderately funny even though i'm actually not <laughs> uh it's yeah a, when people appreciate you it's amazing yeah yeah and then i've always just been more interested in like the the behind the scenes stuff so filming and editing i just love that and ryan always had that energy and Anim animated character that he could just on go when you hit record so him having that and me having my thing when we blended those two skills together we were like oh shoot we can actually make good stuff it's a dream team yeah there you go that's awesome yeah because i was wondering i'm like when did they start getting subscribers because like in high school i always wondered what it would be like to be like internet famous in high school like the kids on tiktok yes. and stuff oh these days God, like bruh. this has got to be crazy because i remember in high school I had uh, my channel, it was called DOS1923, because um, I've been making videos, you know, like from eighth grade on. Wow. And my senior, my senior year, I think I had like 235 subs. And so <laughs> some kid just came up to me in the hallway and he's like, dude, you have 235 subscribers on YouTube. You're, you're famous, bro. <laughs> Damn, that must have <laughs> felt amazing. Well, I was like, no, I'm not, you idiot. That's 235 <laughs> people. But like, that's so weird. And then I kind of started like gaining traction probably like a year after I had graduated. You know, I got up to like a thousand. And then two years after I graduated, it was like 10,000. And wow. then it just went up from there. So did you go to college or what was your story? I, uh, so after high school, I went to community college in Kansas. I'm, I'm from Kansas originally, so I went to a, a community college out there for a year. I believe I took eight classes, um, four per semester. I only ended up passing one with a C. Damn. Um, so totally flunked out of school. And then I had a buddy living in Arizona. And um, so I was like, okay, uh, how can I get out of Kansas? Because there's really not a lot to do there. Mm -hmm. uh, probably similar to like Maryland, you know, you guys probably wanted to go to LA forever. Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm leaving. Me and my buddy moved out to Arizona. And from the moment I got here is when things kind of took off. Wow. Um, and that's, but, yeah. again, what a great story of you don't need school and you don't need to be having A's and B's to be an extremely successful person. It's really if you have a vision or goal and you put all your marbles into that and work really hard at it, you can really create more wealth than somebody who did all the traditional stuff. So I think you're a great uh, yeah. example for that. I appreciate that. I, I think Albert Einstein said, if you follow the crowd, you'll probably not get any further than the crowd. But if you mm -hmm. make your own path, you'll go to places that no one's ever been. Wow. I like that. Ooh, that's deep. Yeah, you should say, Ryan always had this analogy, it was like the, the webs versus the regular stepping stone path. Like, uh -huh. Yeah, it's like a, I don't think I could say it as elegantly as you did, but something about <laughs> uh, if there's two paths in the woods or whatever, there's a path that everyone already went down that's an open trail. And you can go down that and you'll experience the same things everyone else did. 
But if you start chopping mm -hmm. through the other path that's all covered and grown over, it's harder, but you get to a, you see stuff, like you said, you see stuff that you'll, that nobody else gets to see and you get a better view and it's endless. You can always keep going. Whereas the other path, it, it stops after a while and you don't get to see anything cool. Yeah. No further than the crowd. That's right. Um, let's, you guys uh, good on your, we just want to, yeah, it's an 18 minutes of our thing now. So we'll just start a new clip. Mm. Cool. Um, while you guys are doing that, I uh, I saw your your music video Noah, pretty oh. fire. I see you. So is that something? So I I used to be a rapper myself. Many people don't know that. I don't know if you guys ever seen the, like the nerd raps videos. Oh, I've seen those. Yes. <laughs> okay, we just uh, we just started our new clip. You can say that again. Sorry. Uh, oh no, I'll, I'll I'll just put a screen over. It. Oh, we'll keep it rolling. Okay, um, Lilith, cool, cool. Uh, so is this something that you want to do as a career? Or is it more something that you're just doing for fun? Like, what, what direction do you want to take it? Yeah, the, um, the music is just something fun on the side. Uh, we as, After we got, like, a fan base and stuff, I remember I would get DMs of kids saying, let me send you beats, or, hey, I mix and engineer stuff. You should make songs. And I think it was just, there was this opportunity of, oh, I have, like, a little following. People would actually listen and it's fun to just kind of freestyle and come up with just funny or cool bars. So it was more just like a fun little thing of I did wouldn't have thought about it had I not gained any type of traction on YouTube or anything. So I'm definitely not like trying to be taken serious or nothing, just kind of just for fun. And if people if kids are gonna listen to it, why not? And I just want to see how far I can go with maybe perfecting the craft at my level, and we'll just see what happens with it. Absolutely, and it's whenever I write music or like you know do a little rap or whatever. I personally just find so much enjoyment in it because it's like a, such a different way to express yourself creatively no, compared same. to yeah. like, you know, you know, making a video, that that's a whole nother way that you can express yourself. But when you're doing that, you know, over and over and over, it's nice to find like a new little outlet of something that you can yeah. do and it's really enjoyable. And I think it will also help translate into being more creative with videos because it, it kind of creates... A little bit of a balance no absolutely i think there's just because me and ryan are just like creative so i think that i'm always trying to do something and there's just always thoughts flowing through my head and like you said when you have like a beat plan you just you just i just like to believe i'm a rapper and turn myself into a different world and just try to come up with this rapper world and it's fun to just express myself and see what comes out of it absolutely right. so spe yeah. speaking so of just another way to just to kind of get that off get fun thoughts off my chest or whatever yeah for sure speaking of rapping i saw rhino you were in Jack Harlow's music video. What's popping? How did you, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I DM'd him. No, I didn't DM him. I saw one of his music videos a year and a half ago, maybe. Okay, so before he was popping. Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, before he was popping, yep. Yeah. <laughs> before he was what's popping. And it was a song called Sundown. I thought it was a hard... I still think it's like the hardest song out there. And followed him and then when we did our viral uh music video doesn't match the song uh he favorited it on twitter randomly just because it came up in his timeline and then he probably saw that i followed him so then he followed me and i damned him hey man love the music uh i'm definitely a big supporter blah blah and then we just stayed in contact and uh then he invited me to a show in la and i was cool and got to see him perform and then he asked me, hey, you wanna be in the Cole Bennett music video? I've never said yes to something so <laughs> fast in my entire life. 
dude and that's it was crazy. so cool so so you got to meet cole Amazing bennett experience. who's also a huge inspiration of mine that guy is crazy talented mm-hmm. yeah sure. the, the cool thing about him is like he doesn't need to put on any sort of facade or be anyone or have fancy anything he's just that cool it speaks for itself his work like him and a whole bunch of other youtubers We've, uh, like I remember watching him blow up when he had like 200k making videos for Famous Dex and C. Honcho and all these other Chicago rappers where he was shooting. So like I just love seeing the growth from him and all the other YouTubers that I kind of keep an eye on and it's cool to see what they're able to do. That's awesome. What, what was Cole like in person? Just super, like, such a hard worker that he, he wasn't even like he was chilling or hanging out or nothing. Like he was there to work. Uh-huh. And maybe if I was as popular or um yeah just well known as cole bennett i'd probably be maybe i'd have an inflated sense of self or something but he was just super normal there to just do his job wow and uh he was passionate about what he was doing and when we filmed that thing all day and all night like really it it was like well can't say all day but i was there from 5 p.m and i think they wrapped at like 5 a.m really Uh, so the and he and then oh the craziest thing was then the next day like it was legit two days later he had the rough cut like cole edited it and had the rough cut and i was wow. like wait a minute he did how did he how do you do? and that's why he is <laughs> that's he why is, he's cold he, in it yeah mm-hmm. yep. so that it was a one of the coolest most uh informative experiences in my life because i got to witness people who are really good at their craft do what they do yeah, they don't teach that in film school. <laughs> I mean, they do. They put you on these like twelve-hour sets that are hell. But really, I don't know. Just to get an A, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be on a music video set, not of Cole Ben. I won't be on no film set for school. Okay. <laughs> that was terrible. Um. So Jack Harwell, I mean, he's probably my favorite rapper right now. I'd say he's he's heavy on the come up. I think he's about to blow big time. Yeah. How how old is he? <laughs> I believe he's a year younger than me. I'm 22. I think he just turned 21. Wow. That's uh, crazy. He's, and he's a cool guy because it, I think people that blow up in the rap game are, you have to be unique. Like everyone has already seen the whole, like the whole low pump wave of face tats, grungy thing that was popular and that kind of has died out now. Everyone tried that, but he's such a breath of fresh air with his image and his style. Mm-hmm. And speaking to him, he's definitely like an old soul. Like he's really wise and the way he speaks and stuff is very different from anyone I've ever met. I feel that. From I, where I've, I'm from. I've realized that from his lyrics too. Like he's, I know he's a young kid and he says some stuff. I'm like, how did he think of that? Like he, he's definitely on a higher plane <laughs> of thinking. I, could, I definitely feel that. Yeah, he's, I'm, I'm excited that I was able to see him before he, a lot of people knew him. And now he's I like he's gonna be the top of the totem pole mm-hmm. when it comes to rapping. No, like, song G E Z already. Easy, uh, easy. Like, and you can't beat that talent. Like that stuff's gonna last over the other people. Like blow up quick, and they'll be here one day, gone the next. Yep. He'll be here for a while. Yep. Uh, so Noah, I I follow you on Instagram. Hopefully you follow me back. I don't know if you do. Um, I do. What? Okay, <laughs> I've been following you. Okay, I thought so. Uh, just didn't want to make this awkward. <laughs> Like, oh, I follow you. I know you follow me. You're like, no, no, I don't follow you, man. I see your, your fits. I like the fashion. Yes. What, what inspires, Thanks, what inspires uh, the way you dress and your clothing? Because it's different. 
it's fresh. Um, I like how, you know, you kind of do your own thing. So I, I just want to get inside your mind and I want to know your inspiration for the fits and when you started kind of building, building your own style. Yeah, I think in high school, um, there was like, I was involved in the sneaker culture. That was like the thing that kind of started me even caring about clothes or more materialistic objects. Uh, I saw kids with these cool shoes. I was like, yo, where'd you get these? And they told me, and I didn't realize you had to wait outside of stores all night mm -hmm. and study the hype and some shoes cost this much. And so I started flipping shoes in high school and I was able to like buy a shoe for 200, flip it for 500. And okay. I was able to build a pretty nice little capital out throughout high school without working, just flipping shoes. And then I realized I'm still wearing these bootcut jeans with the <laughs> freshest J's. And I didn't even, in high school, like people didn't clown me for that. Because in middle school, how you just dressed, how you dress, you don't really, you look back at your pictures like, why did I wear that? But at the time you have, you're just oblivious to it. So I realized like, wow, I have all this drip on my feet, but my outfits are garbage. And I didn't even think about colors and anything. And then it was, it was probably more senior year in college when I had a little more free time with accomplishing all the classes. So I was like watching just fashion videos online and it the same way I had the feeling of when I wore fresh pairs of shoes all throughout high school was how I felt when I found a new shirt or a new jacket or something. It It's kind of like getting a haircut. And that's the thing, I never really had a good haircut until about three months ago and Ryan told me <laughs> to go to an actual barber shop. Um, so because of that, I didn't care about my hair, but clothes, it just <laughs> made me feel good. Um, and then it, that's where I was able to, okay, now that I'm in college, nobody even cares what you dress like. This is a time where I can make, now figure out what I liked versus just trying to copy the style that I always saw in high school. It was like, oh, this guy has that shoe? Let me get that shoe. This guy has that shirt? Let me get that shirt. But now I'm in college and nobody cares about whatever you wear. So I just started finding pieces that I thought spoke to me. And then, yeah, I just, I have like this weird thing where I like, I like loud colors and stuff. It's just fun and it's cool to learn in like complimentary colors and see what works and I don't know, I just, there really is no secret recipe. I just kind of see stuff I like and throw it together, and I'm like, I think it looks cool, and that's pretty much about it. That's awesome, dude. That And something that you said that I totally resonate with is, like, in high school, I feel like it's so different than college because in high school I felt like I was so scared to do something new and different because I felt like mm -hmm. everyone was going to judge me for it. I was terrified to change my, my haircut in high school you know <laughs> like you know everyone's gonna clown you for it and make fun of you or whatever you try something new try something different and so when mm -hmm. i when i went to college i kind of started rebuilding myself but it was really when i moved to arizona when i'm like wow i'm in a totally new place nobody knows me this is a to this is a fresh yep. clean slate to totally like rebuild myself and be who i want to be so i mean awesome, i guess yeah. anybody that's like watching this don't be afraid to just do it anyways. If you're in high school or if you're, you know, in middle school or whatever, you know, you should you, oh, exactly. you shouldn't feel that that fear of like, you know, what other people think. That that was the biggest yeah. thing that I kind of struggled with and once I kind of got away from it and and started just doing whatever I wanted to do, I've never been happier. So that's awesome. Yeah, and it's good that you say that because it's hard. Like when you're in that world, you're stuck in the bubble and mm -hmm. it's really hard to, because you're just thinking about judgment and you just want to be liked and that's a hard thing to break through even at that age. So some people get it early on, some people don't, but I think it's important that you shouldn't, even early then, you should do what you think you like. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And now, Doss, I have a question for you. Okay. This kind of had me thinking. Um, we were talking about, you know, we like fashion and it's fun and 
you when you were in high school, I'm like you said, you were dealing with the same thing. Did, you know, you wanted to be, you wanted to fit in and be cool, and everyone wants to be accepted and whatnot. You're now in a position where you've made a whole decent amount of money, and my question to you is, what do you like? Do you splurge on anything? Because <laughs> I always see you like being super smart with your money, and I'm like. Damn it! Why doesn't he have like a McLaren right now? <laughs> he could buy twenty of them, but instead he built the Daily Dropout. Like, I would have bought the McLarens. I would not have the Daily Dropout. Well, yeah, I've, I've seen your watch. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you like? Is do you not care about your how other people view you? And oh, I got to be the coolest guy with the coolest car and the coolest this. Like what makes you, what is your thing that you kind of indulge in or maybe your guilty pleasure? Yeah, because like, I buy clothes because it's therapeutic for me. So like what, do you spend money on stuff that is therapeutic <laughs> for you? Yeah, so I mean not really until like the last couple of months. So like pretty much the last <gasps> seven or eight years, I haven't spent money on jack shit unless I've been wow. you know reinvesting it back into myself. Like the only times like in the last like seven or eight years since I've been on YouTube, I've only bought, you know, like nice camera equipment or, um, you know, anything that's going to help advance what I'm doing or, you know, put money into starting new YouTube channels, stuff like that. Uh, the first thing that I bought was, and this isn't even like uh, a big thing, would be just like my truck. And then um, after that, I bought my first house, which I just sold. Um, I had it for three years. Um, and it was just, you know, it was a nice house for sure. Um, but we were going to remodel it and in the middle of the remodeling process, I'm like, oh, it's going to cost this much to do this, this and that. I was like, let's build a new one. Um, so I'm living in a new house now that me and my wife built over the past year and we absolutely love it. Um, and then I'm, I recently bought uh, another house to run my, all my other businesses out of. So if I, if I splurge on anything, it's houses, but it's not really considered splurging because it's more like investment, you know, it's always going to go up in value. It's technically smart spending granted that we don't have another economic crisis, <laughs> um, but um. you know, that always goes back up. But it, it, if you're talking about like stupid, just like splurging, like buying stuff, um, the only thing that I would say is recently when I built my man cave, it's so this is where I'm doing the podcast. The podcast is called the man cave. It is actually mm -hmm. a, a detached RV garage. So it's like a whole separate house from, from my house. And inside of it, I have right now I have 20 framed autographed jerseys and then I have 12 more on the way. So I'll have two layers going all the wow. way around the uh, the man cave of all my favorite NFL and NBA players autographs. That's cool. Um, but uh, I mean, wow. that that's what I would say. I've only, what I've splurged on, but also you know, in like twenty years, these are all probably be worth two, three times more in value. <laughs> so everything you do is just right. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. So because <laughs> I'm over here thinking, even that splurge is not. I wouldn't even call that a splurge because. It's stuff that makes you genuinely happy. It's like, yeah. it's stuff for for your eyes. It's not like you're showing off, look at this signature and this one. You're doing it simply to feed yourself and your own soul and not try to impress somebody else. I, here's, I guess here's a question I have. 
all those whatever seven years that you didn't splurge that you didn't buy the newest lamborghini whatever do you even regret like oh man i wonder what it would have been like had i bought the sports car like do you think back oh maybe i should have done that is that ever crossed your mind absolutely not not even close wow. if anything i'm waiting till i have you know like tw i i mean to buy a lamborghini what that's like 250 grand right Mm -hmm. that, that's my dream car, by the way. I plan on having a Lamborghini one day. But to spend, to spend that much money on a car, I'm going to need at least, oh God, I don't know, probably five, ten million in the bank before I do that. Ooh. You're just super responsible and smart, is what I'm also He's got some age on us, so maybe we'll get there one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> to me, it's it. like... I like having security, so I like being able to know, like, okay, based off what I have right now, I can last this long, right? So until, yeah. until I can live, like, an absolutely amazing life and not have to make another dollar, until then, and I have 250 grand on top of it, that's when I'll buy a Lamborghini. Jeez. Wow, cause you, wow, I don't know if I'd have the self-discipline. I, yeah, I don't. I, I'm over here like, bro, I could, you know, get it. I don't know. Not, a, a catastrophe could happen tomorrow and I can't take all this stuff to the grave. So why not just do it now? Right? That's that happened, another. That happens. Some, that's, why, that's why I think. <laughs> that's another stance is, hey, hey, can't take with me to the grave. <laughs> why not? Like, uh, I don't know. No, no, that, that's but, definitely a good way to look at it. But also... You got to prepare yourself as well, because because if uh, like for instance right now with coronavirus, right? If you're mm -hmm. not prepared, if you don't have enough money to last, you know, the next couple of years, like say that the people stop spending money on advertisements because the economy is mm -hmm. starting good on the drain. You got to have enough, you know, at least to keep your um, your channels going. If you're not making any money at all, you got to prepare for the worst. So. I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. maybe I'm like one of those crazy preppers that you see on TV. Where I'm like, get to the to the uh, <laughs> what do they call that thing in the ground? Get um, to the bunker. Yeah, get to the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that 18. Let's we'll make 18. another clip real quick. Boom. All right, cool. I have a, another question for you. This goes with just the the drive of like we skip over like oh you have seven million subscribers like how difficult that is to even do like it's easy to say like oh I have this now but. Because did you ever have, well, I'm sure you did, but like when you were in any ruts or like creative block or you just like had less of a drive, did you take a break or did you just restudy mm -hmm. and figure out how you're going to bounce back or what did you do in the darker times of, you know, you didn't have the same energy you did when you just started making videos? Like how did that, what, what do you do to help keep going? Dude, dark times is the perfect way to describe it. <laughs> it is dark <laughs> it, it, it's depressing. Because you get in that rut and you don't ever see like the way out, you know. It it is almost like it's similar to a depression when you lose your creativity. Because um, we hit four hundred thousand subscribers and we didn't go up like twenty subs for a whole week, and I was like just terrified. I was like, "Damn, we're done." We had a good run. So yeah, you can go into that. I just I don't know how you got out of that. Or... Um. So I don't know. I, I've definitely taken breaks, and I think that's really healthy. One of the biggest things for me that changed my entire game was when I hired my first employee. 
Um, <clears> I never <throat> even had that cross my mind. And I went to a YouTube convention. So every year YouTube flies out. They're like, it's not necessarily the top, excuse me, it's not necessarily the top 100 YouTubers, but it's kind of like they hand select their top 100 YouTubers and um, they fly you out to a hotel and uh, it's in New York and they kind of have guest speakers and different YouTubers. And uh, at this particular uh, meeting, they had Smosh uh, talking and he, he said two things that I took to heart and it changed my life was number one, hire somebody that can do filming and editing, which you guys almost already have because you're like a team. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm by myself, you know, and I'm hitting yeah. up my friends to film and edit and stuff. So that's one thing that I did that changed my life. I currently have, I think, seven full-time employees. Um, but hiring my first employee, and then the second one is not working on the weekends and staying true to that. Saturday and mm. Sunday, do not do anything related to work at all. Just use that time to rejuvenate, refresh your mind, your body, relax. Because if you don't use that time, then you're just going to keep building up and then you're eventually going to have to take like a forced week. And when you hit that rut, um, mm. so those are, those are two things. Um, but I have only once taken a big break and that was last year. Um, I was on a hot streak. I was, you know, rolling. It was, I had the clay video. I had the blind man drops a million dollars video. Mm. I had a, whole, oh, yeah, a ton of like super, <laughs> super viral videos in a row. And I started like, feeling myself like I was getting like really really big and I felt that and I didn't like and that and then you feeling. bought one autographed jersey and you were like I'm going crazy <laughs> I need to slow down <laughs> uh, no I didn't like the feeling of feeling like I was on top oh wow um, I don't know why you didn't like it it felt, it felt like more pressure like how am I going to top this or it wasn't even that I, it felt like uh, I felt like there was a target on my back or something I don't know Everyone's rooting for you. <laughs> That's a terrible, terrifying thought. No, everyone's rooting for you until you're on the top, you know. And and Whoa. I felt like I was finally on the top, and I was like, okay, I need to get <laughs> off the top just a little bit. <laughs> you know, so, I've actually thought about that before. Not even to cut you off, but I didn't need like I would think like. As you know, me and Noah are gonna um, continue to blow up into infinity. And then I sometimes <laughs> think like, oh shoot, like when we become the people that we're planning to be, that's gonna be kind of daunting. Like, yeah, we yeah, will true. be a, a, a target of some sort. Like mm-hmm. people like like you're in people's mouths more, and then they and then, then the jealousy then, comes, and then you get caught lacking at an Applebee's or something, and like. You you never know uh, what can happen. So what? A, that's so true. So well, shit. How do we? Well, so also, big so once a big I, dude, I don't think anybody gonna try him. Yeah. <laughs> what once um, I felt once I felt that though, and this was kind of early last year, like January. I was like, I don't like it. I hate this feeling. I'm done. I quit. I was like, I'm not even making. <laughs> I'm not even making like a video that's like, I quit YouTube, you know, when like the dude's like behind a curtain, like crying, like, uh, Big Dots TV is over. The text on the thumbnail, I'm done. And you click on it. It's like, we need to talk. I was like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to do that. I'm just going to go ghost. So, wow. 
What the I heck? did that for, I think it was like six or seven months or something. Wow. Jeez. Um, and I didn't upload. And uh, dude, I took seven, I took seven months off. And I still, in that time off, I still gained a million subscribers. It couldn't slow it down. Wow. I was still getting 30, 40 million views a month without uploading for seven months. Whoa. And, so basically um, you're Jesus Christ. What's that? I was saying basically you're Jesus Christ because that's So what made you get back? Like, so I just got that urge again. Like I feel like I just... I needed a break and that was me taking that break and then I just got the urge to make videos like I see like other people you know making pranks and doing you know different ideas and I'm like oh okay now I'm starting to get my ideas back I'm starting to get that like mm. sense of motivation and I'm at the point now where I'm like you know I do you know do it because it's a job but when I for the most part I do it because it's like a creative release for me and I mm -hmm. still like having that feeling of uploading and connecting with my fans and millions of people seeing what I've created. So I don't upload nearly as much. I'm not in a hurry to blow up or get subscribers or like I'm not I'm not really trying to. I don't know. I'm not really trying to to be the biggest YouTuber or anything like that. Mm. I'm just creating and having fun and and just trying to um you know kind of blow up under the radar i guess yeah i like that you're like just staying in your own lane not worried about the other youtubers like oh they're posting every time three times a week i'm i'm slacking la 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 what what did, did you ever compare yourself to like pranksters when you're blowing up or you're like nah i'm just gonna do my own thing and my stuff's funny and or did you ever watch mm -hmm. other pranks on an idea that you want to do the same concept or yeah well if of course, you're always going to compare yourself. Like when I was when I was starting out, and I didn't have a lot of uh, followers. You know, the guys that were big was Vitaly, Roman Atlas, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuzzy uh, Tube, mm -hmm. Prank versus Prank. Like those guys were the gods. So I'm like, oh my god, like this is crazy. Like I'm never going to be on that level. I'm still not <laughs> as big as them, but I'm not far behind. Um, so always like you know comparing myself to them, and then. As far as like people that were the same size as me, this is going to sound conceited, but I always thought that I was better than the people that were like on my level. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I, I need to be up with those guys. <laughs> I, I think taking that into consideration, I think about our, our, where we are, we're definitely in a rush. Like, and I can't say I don't want to be in a rush because we see the TikTokers, the younger kids, they're blowing up. Mm -hmm. uh, they're getting millions and millions. And I'm like, shoot, I'm not going to be this cute for this long. So Facts. like, <laughs> I, I gotta, we want to move this boat along and try to rinse out as much as we can out of our youthfulness or whatever creativity. Yeah. Uh, what would you, what would you advise us to do if you were us right now? If you could magically okay. split into two different people. Cause I was thinking like, Thir I want to be 30 happy. Like my 22 to 27 year old yeah. self took care of all the hard stuff and now I can relax. First thing is turn off your phone. Stop looking at your phone so much. That's, mm. that's the number one thing that's making you Damn, that's hard. have anxiety. That's the number one thing stressing you out is looking at your phone every second. I know you guys both do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the first thing. And by doing that, you'll be able to just get back to focusing on yourself. Don't watch other people on YouTube. 
Don't, don't even watch YouTube at all. Don't even go on TikTok. Have someone post your own shit for you. Just stay in your lane, create your own content, and it will flow from there. But by watching other people, you're automatically going to be comparing yourself to them because that's the industry that we're in. So mm. if you just stick to just creating, you know, someone else can do the uploading, someone else can, you know, do the editing, someone else can do the posting, stay off social media and just focus on creating and there's no way you can fail. Wow, wow. Like yeah. the, the phrase comparison is a thief of happiness. Fact. So valid. I used to sit back and be like, man, if only I had a million on Instagram, like then I could, if only I was verified, then I would mm -hmm. be happy. And then boom, boom. Uh, and here no I different. am sitting. And then I'm like, well, Addison Ray just hit 12 million on Instagram in, in a year. What am I like? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> uh, the, the lens with which I've looked at my life has constantly changed. And it leads to a lot of unhappiness, even though I, I try to remind myself, I'm always grateful for the stuff that we have going on. But yeah, it's like, there seems to be a never ending rat race of the next level. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because it never stops. Like you get to the tier and you think it's so, it's, it's, it looks so much cooler when you don't have it, then you get it. It's great. Yeah. But then you're like, damn, on to the next thing now. Like, yeah, it's like a new whoa. pair of shoes. Yeah. That's what, it's, that's why I had like a whole rabbit hole of just keep buying and buying and buying to the point where it's like, I have enough shoes. I should just stop. <laughs> So I learned the hard way with that, but um, yeah, I really think the comparison thing is a yeah. kind of step away. No, absolutely. From that. If you could, do you guys currently do like all your posting on like Facebook and TikTok and all of that? Um, um, we don't. We do do the TikTok. I I cut down every video into the vertical format, which is a pain in the butt for TikTok. I need somebody to help me with that. <laughs> So that's yeah. have that someone have boss. someone do that. Like yeah. I I have almost a I million followers. We don't know where to find people. How do I find somebody good? And that's for it know, doesn't even have to be somebody good. It could be, you yeah. know, someone that just knows social media. Like I, I have almost a million followers on TikTok and I've opened the app like three times. I've never yeah, we've, we've never posted on it. And we have one point one million on TikTok and we just Dang. post repurpose the same YouTube videos. We haven't made a one like a really original TikToks and that's just from our YouTube videos. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. But yeah, I, I, I fall behind and like, oh, it's been two weeks since I posted a TikTok. We're gonna get shadow banned and nobody. Our algorithm's gonna be ruined. So now I need to make three TikToks a day instead of a main video. I don't know. Like those, I need people. Yeah, we're probably gonna have to have extra people help us out. Yeah. We run but, the whole show, so nobody does anything. Yeah, yeah and we, we tried out, and this is what I think Josh told us before: um, is getting editors like it's you can find. There's plenty out there, but then you gotta train them. Like yeah, you gotta groom them. Yeah, that takes a long time too. But if you find the right person, you should be able to know right away. Like, you gotta be picky. You, you, yeah. you know, have have like three or four people do like little internships. Pick your favorite one, and then groom them. And you're gonna have to put in more work at first. But if you put in more work for six months, you'll have less work for five years. It's worth mm -hmm. it. Man, why you just everything he says is just. So wise, Gems. like damn it. Do you read books? <laughs> because I need. <laughs> <laughs> I used to read a lot of like business and self help and self growth books, and then I stopped mm. because I realized that they all just say the same shit over and over <laughs> in different ways. So wait, <laughs> so you're telling me I shouldn't have just bought forty books about business and self help? You only need three. Just read three, and then you'll have read forty. <laughs> 
Damn. Specifically three. It doesn't really matter which ones they are. Just three will probably get you in the right. <laughs> Any three doesn't matter. Well, because if you probably apply the Any principles three. of... Any three, yeah. It'll average out. Apply the principles of one good business book or entrepreneurial book, and you actually do that, you don't need any other books. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, we're going to make another new clip real quick. So, boom. All right, cool. Do that. Damn. So He's never you guys got to... Cool like yeah. Oh, for sure. You guys got to come out to um, Arizona, stay in the new dropout mansion. Bro, as soon as this yeah. clears up, yes, we are on the way. We got a guest room with bunk beds, so can... you guys come anytime. Oh, hell yeah. I'm, I have a question about finding, finding love. love. Should I be worried about that at my age? Should I be worried no, about that right now? No. Or how how long have you known your significant other and when do you know? Okay. In your, I don't know. You give me, I'm just giving you broad yeah, statements. So for me, I met my wife Kelly when I was 19. I'm 26 wow. now. So actually tomorrow we'll have, tomorrow's our seven year anniversary. Wow, um, jeez. So I, I met her three days after I moved out to Arizona. I, I was hoping to have... Just fell into your lap? I was hoping Just to like have that? some fun, but Damn. she didn't even give me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even give me a chance. Um, so... This is going to be an argument. Um, Dawson, what was that thing you said in the office? 33 minutes on the podcast. 54, Mark. I uh, just have a few questions. <laughs> um, so basically, she just worked at the front desk of my gym, 24-hour uh, fitness. And when I moved out here, I, didn't have, I had my one buddy, Chris, and that's it. So I didn't have any friends. So back then, wow. all I did was go to the gym. <laughs> I'd go to the gym for probably three hours every day. Um, and I would, I would just spit game. Like, for an hour, I'd just be chilling at the front desk. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. So, so you were, I thought you were working out no, for no. three hours. Probably half of that. <laughs> so that it was an hour and a half, but then an hour and a half of yeah. macking. So, she was super hard to get, which I find extremely attractive. <laughs> um, I do not like girls that are, like, easy. So, it took me seven months mm -hmm. to get a date with her. Whoa! Seven months. I would have yeah, given seven up. months. I I <laughs> almost self, did give up. There was one moment we're like, I'm fucking done, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's when she came. <laughs> um, did you tell it no, to her that? I was like, like oh, I can't do this anymore. And then like a week later, I finally got the date. So uh, he splashed a drink in her face. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it, I'm done. Yeah, so we, we dated for, oh, I want to say we dated for four years. We've been married uh, next week. It'll be three years that we've been married. So um, thank you. Congrats, man. Yep. Jeez. So Jeez. I mean, I, I personally, I didn't want to get married until I was like 30. That was my plan. Um, but when you, meet the, mm -hmm. when you meet the perfect girl, like for me with her, I was like, I cannot let this girl go. I, I'm going to marry her. It was love at first sight. Right when I saw her, I looked into her eyes, never heard God's voice more clearly. Right when I saw her, I heard a voice in my head that says, you're going to marry this girl. Wow. Jeez. And there you go. What have you done wrong in your life? <laughs> it, se it seems like uh, I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of things. Just right. <laughs> but um, no, so um, yeah, it was... And I'm also glad that I had her the whole entire time that I was, you know, on the come up or whatever you want to call it, because it kept 
kept me out yeah, of a lot of yeah. trouble. A lot. And how does she feel about that? I always curious, like the significant other with, you know, it's like internet success and now the quote unquote cliche. What about other girls that want to get after you? You yeah. have all this fame. Like, does she get jealous? No, worry about that? Or not she at all. Very supportive never, and understood never jealous, never anything. I'll, you know, hang out with my buddies or go out to the bars or whatever. There's never even a question asked anything. So we just have that level of trust. Like, that's, I think, why I married her because it's just so easy. Like, never really, you know, yeah. now that we're, you know, we have a kid and stuff, like, we'll get on each other's nerves mm-hmm. a little more because it's, you know, we have a little less sleep. It's easier to get agitated. But really, like, we've mm-hmm. never really had any issues. It's always been super easy. And that's why I married her. I'm like, well, this is pretty much perfect. There's no problems here. <laughs> Wow. But for you, you know, <sighs> I feel like we're going to go through a lot of hard breaks what, before anything. Wait, wait as long as you <laughs> can and don't don't force it, you know. Just, yeah, yeah, don't look for exactly. it. Just, if it happens, it happens. If you're looking okay. for it, then you'll really be, end up <sighs> getting fucked. Yeah. That's like when you set expectations yeah, exactly. too high and then you're just putting it on your shoulders for no reason. And then uh, you get the girl, easy come, easy go. Like, I, I think we probably noticed that. The faster the girl, whatever, uh, then they went just as fast. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the girls that I had to actually really kind of talk to and facts, uh, yeah. whatever, then that it ended up being a more meaningful long term mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now I have nothing, but it's because I'm my opinion myself. is it's got to start off as a friendship. If you're gonna make a marriage out of it, it can't start off as like. You know, like a hookup sort of deal or whatever. I think you got to be friends first. Because if you're not friends, mm. then like that's what it is. When you're married, you got to be able to be friends. Because if you're just attracted to each other, that's never going to yeah. work. Tracks. Very true. The image stuff fades. You got to have that deep rooted mm-hmm. connection. Damn, we're just experts at everything. That's crazy. Um, all right. So, one of the last questions I have for you guys is what are your plans for the future? I know you guys have been talking about blowing up and being on the top. How are you going to get there and what are your what are your plans along with it? I think, not I think. I know we have a handful of directions that we're going to go in. There I think it was like five different pillars of Oh, we're gonna do the, this channel. We're gonna do this. We got the clothing brand. We're gonna keep those targets in sight the whole time and not veer off track, and work as diligently as possible to build the followings on the different platforms and continue to push out uh, content that's authentic to us that we're proud of and not just slip slap whatever together to try to get the most followers. Uh, I, I think we have a, a pretty good system in place currently. Okay, right on. And um, what what are your plans? Yeah. Do you have any plans outside of YouTube? Like, you guys looking to make a TV show or a movie, or you guys just sticking strictly to social media? People always ask us, oh, "Are we guys gonna make a show?" Like, pretty, pretty much that question. Or what's after YouTube? Damn it, I don't know. Um, I, that, I don't know. <laughs> that that part excites me. Like. Same with me. Ryan and I said this when we were in college and in high school. Like we didn't really necessarily know what direction we were gonna go in, but we always knew we were destined for something great. And the fact that stuff just kind of worked out with the work ethic that we put in place, uh, I, there's a lot of unknown of 
how fast we'll get a show or will we get a show or will it be something different that's not a show that's just as great but i don't know the end i just the way we, we have the just pushing out content i feel like we get more opportunities and it's hard to predict but i feel i just there's a feeling of i know something good's going to keep happening to us as we keep trying as hard as we can yeah and to piggyback with that the concept that noah's saying we were in college with a thousand subscribers our freshman year just dicking around making little videos but i was never scared of like oh no when we time when we got to graduate i gotta get a job and the, like i never eat that didn't even cross my mind i just felt confident about everything and everything was just going to be hunky-dory and so far stuff's been pretty great and i think we have that same mentality now where we just know based on our work ethic that everything's going to work out great and we've seen with other youtubers influencers the bigger they get, the more opportunities uh, come around. That like, who who is some like the Dolan twins were with Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. I'm like, I want to be with Kevin Hart. What the heck? And, and the more, and it's just strictly from followers influence in their platforms. So yeah. if we keep building that and nurturing the baby that is our channel and our uh, brand and whatnot, um, who knows what could happen? Absolutely. My last question I have: What should I title this podcast? <laughs> Exposing Lola's <laughs> service right now. Um, um, ooh. Um, I don't know. Some maybe like um, the the best looking YouTubers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, uh, most underrated channel. Love live serve. Fair. Loveless, the Loveless Serve interview. You can like spell it Live Love Serve just so you that'll look cool too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, misspell it. We get that. Oh man, everybody butchers it. I've, so, I've been um, saying it right the whole time, Loveless right? Loveless Serve became the most underrated YouTube channel. <laughs> I don't know. And I say that also because you got invited to that New York thing. Where the hell were we? And we have six million subs. Numbers don't matter apparently. <laughs> how, how Love Live Serve blew up. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll um, figure it out. You guys text me. So ideas. you're gonna invite us to the next New York event and for What's YouTubers, that? the hundred people thing. You're gonna invite us to the, or you're gonna put in our well, name. Dude, in the I went for, for hundred. So I went for two years in a row, and then last year when I quit YouTube, I told my YouTube manager, and they didn't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But, but um, I see you guys been uh, hanging out with the Merrill twins. They go. I'm, I, I've met them there both times. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're awesome. Cool. They're the sweetest Maybe girls ever. They're, they're really great. Well, we'll hope that... We'll, you know what? We'll probably end up getting there. We never got panels on VidCon or playlists, and then we eventually got them. So, yeah. the most underrated channel... Give me that guy. Give me this. Hook me up. We'll just work <laughs> for it. Yeah. I wish I could hook myself up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. You weren't at playlist, but you had like your big ass face in one of the yeah. The I, didn't even, I was like, damn. Even when he's not here, he's still showing. I've up. never even been to playlist. I'm gonna go someday though. <laughs> You've been there on this like I've been on the wall, wall every year. Supposed to. Yeah. Yep. That's dope. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been great talking with you guys. Just getting real about everything. Wish you nothing but the best, the most success in the future. And right now, and uh, hopefully you guys come out to Arizona soon. We could hang out, make some videos, and, uh, you know, have some fun. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for yes, so grateful. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time, it has been another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Make sure you guys click the link in the top of the description. Check out Love Live Service channel. And also, I am officially on Spotify. So if you guys want to look it up, the Man Cave Podcast on Spotify, you can listen on there. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Doo -doo. That's a Peace. wrap. Peace.